I don't want us doing a Monday podcast. Your favorite kind of podcast. It's the only kind. They could all be Monday podcasts. <laughs> but the world ain't that simple, Joe. Can you tie your shoes? All right. You can do a Monday podcast. It's just like being a Buffalo fan. I, I wonder how my state Buffalo Bills bumper sticker guy is doing today. Why would you? I wonder how he's doing. Surely today. they knew. Surely they knew. I mean, hell, hell of a weekend for that guy. Surely they knew. Oh, he didn't care about the wolf pack. Losing oh, to Tech. I'm sure. I'm sure that if that guy was on Twitter, he tweeted something out about Kevin Keats got to go. I bet you. I bet you. And then he was. Lo- a, oh, yeah. Well, well okay, it's we'll part talk. of the program. It's, we'll talk about this. Let's go. Let's go. OG. 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 Let's podcast alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovius inside Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties and thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. It is a big day for Joe Giglio. Huge. I am getting my own Kiyosara from Drew and the crew. Thank you. Over at Copiers Plus. Yeah. You you see the handy dandy filing system I have over here. Uh Uh-huh. It's time to organize. It's time to be able to print some few, a few things for our business. Rather than texting me, hey, can you print this out? Yeah. I'm not very reliable, I'll admit. It's not that you're not reliable. You're just on your own schedule. I am on my own schedule. You have a lot of things going on, too. I so, do. I do. We we all are on our own weird schedule. Yeah. So let's do, be real. Do yourself a favor. Go to copiers-plus.com. See if Drew can hook you up with your Kyocera. Solve, solve some problems for your business. Save some money. For your business. I also, it, it, you say it's a big day. And I'm just thinking back now to our last collective NC State game in person. Mm-hmm. Now you went to PNC on Saturday. Yeah. I saw our friend Greg Hanum at our most recent because you know there's that courtside club now. Yes. And it just doesn't seem fair. AKA where we used to sit. It just doesn't seem fair that there's a fully stocked bar mm-hmm. in that walkway like 10 feet from where I usually end up standing now. Cause you know, I, I usually go up first half, watch the first half from the hockey press box. And when you come down into that breeze through there, shout out to breeze through, there's a fully stocked bar. And I said, so Greg comes by and he's all excited. They beat wake forest. And I'm like, Hey, while I have you, is there like a number for your tab at the bar? <laughs> Cause I'm pretty sure Greg doesn't even drink. And he's like, He's like, I'll get. He's like, no, it's not a, it's not an account. I need to get you a wristband. I said, yes, yeah, actually, you, I need a no, wristband. you don't need a wristband because knowing you, you'd be asleep in one of those chairs with about ten minutes no, to I, go. I, I can't sit down. Yeah, so you, you can. There's you, enough seats down there. You, Trust me, there were enough seats there for against Virginia Tech on Saturday. You could have found a spot. We're we're now in like full on, you know, going to the you know, kids soccer game and standing up protocols oh yeah so yes you're right about that well you want to start you want to start with hoops yeah let's do hoops, I mean, man since you, brought, since you brought it up hey, there's a lot of overreaction i thought um on saturday i know people were like oh my god virginia tech is so bad and i'm thinking maybe it's me because you know my affinity for mike young and, and my appreciation yeah, for the way that, that he coaches basketball so i'm not like surprised mm-hmm. when virginia tech shows up in your building and is like oh 
we have a bunch of guys who can make shots. And guess yeah, what happens on not, that day when we make a bunch of shots? Uh, well, I think there's a couple of things that are going on here. I think the first thought that I had in watching NC State let that game get away because they couldn't stop turning the ball over. Okay, I mean, 20 turnovers right. is the story of that game. The fact that NC State has been fortunate to win a few of these games, averaging about 14 turnovers per game in their last four here in the stretch of conference basketball. That's a problem. That's a problem for NC State. Your guy, Mo Diara, I mean, he's been productive, but he's got to get rid of the ball. Like, right. no, 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 pass it out of there, man. Don't oh. try to go to the basket. Ends up being a turnover. And then when Virginia Tech is hitting shots, like you said, that's going to get turned around for some quick points. I think the problem, my, my immediate reaction to NC State losing that game is, how many times have we seen this? Kevin Keats enjoys the win. Oh, talks the talk. Nobody's talking about us. Look, man, there's a reason why I asked him. So what happens when people do pay attention to you? This is NC State and prosperity, especially when it comes to basketball, are not friends. They're just not friends. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Nobody's talking about this. We're doing stuff that hasn't happened since 1989. Respect. Okay, cool. Well, here's a winnable home game for you against Virginia Tech. And it happens like that. I think that's where the frustration comes into play for a lot of NC State fans, because that was a very winnable game for the Wolfpack. And losing it, while it's a Q2 loss right now, it could very well be a Q3 loss No, as the season progresses. I mean, Virginia Tech's three and four in the conference right now. I, yeah, but look at their losses. Virginia Tech's lost to Wake. Yeah. On the road. Yeah. Oh, what a what a crime. Mm-hmm. Lost to Florida State, the second hottest team. Yeah, they're hot In right the now. league, <laughs> on the road. Uh, lose to, I think, is still a tournament team in Miami. I know people are, are losing their minds over Dude, Miami. Speaking, speaking of things that have lost steam, I mean, I was a, one through five. I thought Miami had it, but my goodness, they can't well, get right. They definitely need Omir. I mean, yeah. that, that, that's a good start for them. And they lost to their rival, Virginia. We'll see. We'll see what they do. I, I, I'm not down on state for losing a game. Okay. Yeah. I, I think in years past, we've seen like five teams at the bottom of the ACC where you're like, Whoo! Yeah, they're not good. You can't lose those games. And it, we normally we see three or four teams at the top where you're like, man, those are world beaters. Those are killers. Yeah, you're never going to beat them. Mm-hmm. I think Carolina's playing well. Uh, I don't. I, I'm not ready to put Carolina in the world beater category. Well, I yet. think there's levels to this, and we'll talk yeah. about Carolina so a little. What bit. What I'm getting at is like, there's gonna there's a lot of coin toss games. I, I viewed this as a coin toss game mm-hmm. where once again they shot the ball they shot the ball poorly. And now you add in turning the ball over, not taking care of the ball. See, where that was that's, the, the, that's thing. the thing they had been doing, even in the Notre Dame game, yes. even in the Louisville game, where you're sitting here going, well, how are they winning when they can't shoot well? well that's why. That's why. <laughs> they are not a great shooting team. No, they're, they're not ju- even a good shooting they're team. They're just not. They're, they're just not. But to your point, they've been winning by keeping it mistake-free for the most part and getting by on defense. And, and defending. They didn't defend at all in the second half of that game. I, I, I get that in the second half, defense was lacking. But again, turnovers continue to be the thing that you're playing fire with. And while you're not going to take too much out of one loss, I mean, I agree with you. They're 13-5, and 5-2 five, five and two in the conference right now. But we just had a conversation with Steve Forbes, Wake Forest head basketball coach, last week. And, you know, the lament that a lot of ACC coaches have right now is, hey, man, when I had a winning record in the ACC, it meant that I could make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, but that's the old man. That's, that's, that's old thinking. That's, that's old thinking. The new thinking is that ain't going to be enough. You have to have some wins of note. And that's the problem for NC State right now. They don't really have any wins of note. So if you don't have wins of note, you cannot play with fire in losing these coin toss games 
at home more than anything else. And right now, I was looking at Ken Palm this morning. They're 69th in Ken Palm. Virginia Tech is technically higher than them in Ken Palm and in net. Mm-hmm. But again, again, I don't know how that's all going to shake out as the season goes on. And I think that's why this is becoming referendum every game on Kevin Keats and NC State because you got to make the tournament. I mean, this is a very crucial year for Kevin Keats. You got to make the tournament, man. And when you lose games like that, you put yourself into that zone of uncertainty. Now, I know a lot of state fans were in my mentions on Saturday talking about, well, when were they ever really in the running for the NCAA tournament? Like, hold up. Like, stop it. Stop it. They hadn't done anything bad. Okay. Hadn't done anything bad. We are dusting off the hits early. We are. I love it. But, but this starts putting you in those categories of, hmm. Now we got to start looking at you. What have you done exactly, Joe? And you and you have heard other coaches say this. You have heard people say this. You're always of this attitude of, oh, no, losing doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Losses do have to matter after a while. And that's what I'm afraid of for NC State losing to Virginia Tech. It just puts you in that zone. You don't want to be in that zone, man. Let alone the Herb zone. Sure. I, I think NC State's path to the NCAA tournament remains the same. Okay. Uh, the Miami game is going to be important. They beat Wake Forest. I think Wake Forest is an NCAA tournament team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what people are looking at that they don't think. Yeah, I'm with you. This whole there's three beds. Da, 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 da. Uh, Florida State right now is playing like an NCAA tournament team. Now, Duke, I, I, despite all their issues, they're <laughs> they're going to be an NCAA <laughs> tournament team, and we'll get to some of Duke's issues. Yes. So y- you have now left on the docket. Now Virginia, they're not going to win on Wednesday. They're mm-hmm. not going to win that basketball game. You know what? They already have a win over Virginia. So it, there's no like double points here. There's no, there's no weighted GPA here. Do you have a win over Virginia? Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. So let's not overreact on Wednesday when they lose um, the game against Miami, the game against Clemson, the game against Florida state and the game against Duke. And then you have another shot at Carolina that they're not winning over in Chapel Hill. So just take that one off the list. They're going to have to go three and one in those games. Those yeah. are the games you want to overreact to games. Overreact to those games. Well, you mentioned the Tar Heels. I'm with you. Are they are they world beaters? Not necessarily, but when you look at it on the level of the ACC, they're clearly head and shoulders above everybody else. And the reason why North Carolina is in this position is a you know playing the hits, as you say, roles. And the one thing that Hubert Davis and this was not a pretty game against Boston College. Um, at the very least, they'll be rested for tonight's game against Wake Forest because barely oh, anybody actually played minutes. Gosh. So many fouls in that game. So weird. But the way Hubert Davis has been handling the bench this year actually paid off for the Tar Heels. And uh, Chris, who runs a really great, uh, you'll you'll hear me reference, bless your chart a lot. If you don't subscribe to his newsletter as a North Carolina fan, you should. Even if you're not a North Carolina fan, check out his newsletter because there's a lot of fun tidbits in there. Uh, And he puts them in fun graphic form. And he had put up North Carolina basketball minutes distribution over the last three seasons. And North Carolina, much to the debate amongst North Carolina fans, never went to its bench in year one under Hubert Davis. Although, did you really need to, given how hot they were and getting to the championship game? Last year, the season that nobody wants to talk about, more of the same. Why don't you go to your bench? And bench minutes in 33 games, 18.3%. The Division One average was 30.5%. And again, that season... Nobody wants to discuss. You had the transfers, et cetera. But now Hubert seems to, and this is something that I've been preaching for a while in the debate about Hubert Davis and his future. Can we see what it's like when he gets his guys in there? A team that wasn't inherited from Roy Williams, a team where he can go in through the transfer portal, get his guys more consistently. And I, I mean, think we've seen that. Still not there. I think we're still there. 
I honestly, I think we're still there. I, where I made the mistake was get rid of everybody, Armando, uh, uh, uh. Caleb Love, all that stuff. It might have been like our conversation with Josh Pastner last week. It might have just been one guy, honestly. And now the bench minutes, 27.1% through six, uh, through 18 games. And again, you see that with Withers. You see that with Trimble. You see key contributors coming off the bench. And that's why North Carolina can win games like they did against Boston College without their fastball. Yeah, I, listen, I, when I say Carolina is not a machine, I, they're clearly the best team in the ACC. Easily, easily. But what I'm saying about Carolina is, and and this is where people need to get on their own page here because they're the ones with the standard for Carolina, not me. Fair, right? Like fair. last year, I was like, yeah, you guys are like, they're they're in the bubble, they're they're pushing this thing along, and you're like, no, that's not good enough. Hubert's first year where they're getting hammered by Tennessee and Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I'm like, guys, like they're just start, they're just starting to figure some things out. And it's like, no, 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 that's not what Carolina basketball is. Right. This isn't what you know. I mean, they're 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 a nice team that's starting to figure some things out in terms of roles. Again, you've heard me say this a million mm-hmm. times. A coach's number one job is to identify the roles of the players on the team. R.J. Davis is clearly the bus driver on this team. Harrison Ingram, to your point, Harrison Ingram and Cormac Ryan were two great additions Incredible in the additions. portal. Those are two guys coming in and not only doing their jobs, but jobs that were missing yeah. from previous teams. So, you know, do I think Carolina can shoot the ball well enough to win the national championship? I do not. Okay. I do not think they have enough players who can make a basket when they need one mm-hmm. to win the national championship. That If, if that's the standard. I obviously believe they're going to go 18 and two in the league. Mm-hmm. I think they'll probably lose Miami and Florida state. I got those as two losses, uh, both on the road. Um, you know, I, I to what we, we've had many debates about the value of the ACC tournament. I could see them going to DC like they did in 16 and winning that thing. Um, and, and I think that's a, that's an unbelievable bounce back from all of the distractions and noise and garbage or to borrow Roy Williams' favorite word, the junk, the junk that they had gone through last year, just as we saw with Duke. Sometimes, as they won the ACC championship last year, sometimes it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like those fan bases are used to Final Four national championships. But you know, sometimes after a year like last year for Carolina, and to to your point, to be remolded, but have some of those same parts. Mm-hmm. So a little, they're one of their favorite words, redemption. You get a little redemption there mm-hmm. for R.J. Davis and Armando Baycott. Let's be happy. There's no reason not to be happy with, okay, with, Dave with success. Okay, Dave Dorn. You came in on a Monday in a very with, like with zen success. mood. Well, I guess what I'm getting at is like, man, we're getting fired up over January results. Well, yeah. For Duke and um, State in particular, where I'm just kind of looking at it going. Well, the, the there's a about, lot of. Bas- I don't get your. I don't get your state. Your, your, okay. I don't get your state optimism. I no, really no, it's don't. not about optimism or just the shit. Just be happy with no. state. I don't get it. No, no, no. I don't not get be it. happy. What yeah. I'm saying is, a, a lot on my phone mm-hmm. over the weekend was how bad of a loss it was because how bad Virginia Tech is. You're a Mike Young apologist. I I understand my own Mike Young oh, issues. Scott Steiner's kid is on that team. Big Papa Pump's Pump. kid is on. Little baby Pump's on that squad. I was shocked. If if you if you look at what the league is, yes, which is not great. Okay, well, I believe Pitt was in last place before they just went to Durham. Oh, I got thoughts on that. Right? Yeah. So I what I'm getting at is there's no. I don't think there's bad quote unquote bad teams. There's certainly not a Boston College. Man, okay. I'm, I'm excited that Let's, we had team meals. There's no Louisville from last year and historically bad. Yeah. There's yeah, no yeah. state from the post pandemic year where 
you know, Manny Bates was the Patrick Ewing, uh, Kim Olajuwon and Wilt Chamberlain all rolled into one. And that's the reason why they couldn't win a basketball game because he got hurt in the first 90 seconds. Of this. There's no bad teams in the yeah, league. Yeah. And you look at Virginia Tech's resume, Iowa State, the darling of all of these metric people. Mm-hmm. The reason Virginia Tech's number is, is better than states is because they have a win over Iowa State. Okay. So I think I, I, think I don't you're, think these you're, losses. No, you're are, having the problem is you're having you're trying to have a conversation about something else when the real conversation is about NC State making the tournament, and that's what everybody's oh, focused okay. on. Okay, that's what people are focused on. So, but I don't think losing to Virginia Tech on Saturday eliminates NC State. Nobody said it from the NCAA tournament. Nobody said it eliminates them from the NCAA tournament. It doesn't help. That's the thing, and you and I will both agree on this when it comes to NC State. You will. I might, I might have just got a little buzz right there from. And what is that? That's our our favorite conversation to have. I get that, but you, you, <laughs> you you've got that shit matter. Grin. No, 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 no. You got that shit eating grin on your face because don't. because you and I both know, and you've seen it when you have no wins of note. Oh yeah, yeah. You NC State has no wins of note. We can agree there, right? What's their right best now? Win? What's their best win? Oh, they beat Wake Forest. They beat Virginia. Those are their two best For, wins. Virginia's a shell of itself. Okay. Wake Forest remains to be seen. And you're right. It is at home. And that is a good win for NC State. Is that enough to get you in the NCAA tournament? No. Okay. And that's why people are reacting the way that they react. I'm saying the opportunities were, are in front of them and are still in front of them. Do you blame anybody in your text messages for having no belief that they can get those opportunities done? What I blame is thinking that, oh my God, they lost to Virginia Tech, who was three in. Yeah. Uh, two and four two in the four league. The like, you gotta slow down. Like, it's just, it's not what it is. Okay. Meanwhile, That's not Wake, what the league is. Wake Forest keeps adding people. Are there any more players for Wake Forest to add? By the way, um, Monsanto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> is there any more? Like, any other guys? Is, It'll be an interesting is, night. Though. This is why I had the conversation with Steve Forbes that we did, where I was yeah. like, he knows he has He's a got good a group team. He's got a. Group. He knows what he has. Now it's incumbent upon him after hammering Louisville mm-hmm. at home as they should have. Now you got to go over there tonight and they have to play with the urgency. Yes, they have the win over Florida that they have, but I would actually ra- famous last words. I would actually rather have Wake Forest roster than Carolina's roster. Excuse me. Yeah. I think Efton Reed is better than Armando Baycott. Mm-hmm. Uh, RJ Davis, while should be the ACC player of the year, I mean, is, is he going to significantly outplay either Boopy Miller or Hunter Salas tonight? I don't think so. Yeah, I guess we'll find out tonight. Interesting matchup tonight. That's where referendums will be made. I'm going to clip that, save it, and then I'll put it out there for all the I UNC mean, Hubert Davis said the same thing two years ago. That was two years ago. And with the additions, <laughs> that was two years yeah, ago. Cormac Ryan and Harrison Ingram are, are good players, they're, but they're not like we're also not we're also not completely all-stars. We're also completely dismissing the fact that Elliot Cadeau is slowly figuring it out. Figuring it out. Yeah. So well, I guess we'll find out tonight. Throwing me off on some of your basketball takes. Today. He just needs the nickname Boopy, and then we would like. Oh, then it's all it's all over at Elliot that point. Elliot Cadeau. He's just very <laughs> like postmodern, like hanging out in a. New York City coffee shop. Yeah. Elliot Cadeau. Elliot Cadeau sounds like a restaurant tour. Like, oh, have you got have you gone to Cadeau's new place? Oh man, it's amazing. It's like this awesome like Mexican Asian fusion. So good. Only toxin I am McPentaminer. I, I don't know. <laughs>
Boop. Boopy, on the other hand, you're like, okay, yeah, that's a point guard. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's he's got buckets. Uh go to breakingt.com slash Boopy's got buckets. Send it to him. All right. Let me send it off to Jamie. Go to breakingt.com slash OG. You can find our shirts there. Um, you know, we we help design the shirts, we get a cut of the sales. We also, if you go into our YouTube description or our podcast description, you'll see the link to breaking tea. That's a referral link. So it'll take you to our storefront. But if you poke around breaking tea, like you bought you want to buy a new cane shirt, you want to buy a UNC shirt. They have new Seth Jarvis shirts they that do. I saw, and they have Sebastian Aho shirts. I want one that says the real Sebastian Aho. That's right, not the fake one. In new in uh in, in on the island. So if you use that link, it is a referral link. So if you buy other stuff from Breaking Tea and they got so much stuff, we also again get a little bit of credit for that. So please use those breaking tea referral links. Also, please email us the OG goes digital at gmail.com. Uh, the tech mobile tournament's two weeks away. 25 bucks to enter, cash prize to the winner. Hang out at Shady's and Garner with us. Should be a good time. I'm going to put some more social media blasts out there yeah, come this week. see us. Even come if you don't out. want to play, just come see us. Yeah, come have kidding. a beer or, or some brown liquor. You know what I've heard from some people? Like, I would participate in that tournament, but I haven't played Tech Mobile in years. So what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. You think That's, everybody... There's only one ringer at this thing, and it's you. I'm not even playing. And you're not so, even playing, so it's no. all good. It's I, all good. I did not invite Aaron Fit, so... <laughs> my nemesis... <laughs> That's good. Hey, Permar is also, also very good at Tecmo. He is, although he wants to do like some sort of NBA jam tournament. I am sure of that. So again, the OG goes digital at gmail.com. Let us know if you want to participate in that Tecmo Bowl tournament. We got some slots, 25 bucks to enter and cash to the winner. Now we get to do this at Shady's thanks to our friends at Whitaker and Hamer. Check them out online at wh.lawyer. Again, that's wh.lawyer. I guess there was some sort of accident on the way into the into work today. So just to tie all of our, our advertising together in one big bow here, there's so much new construction on 401 and mm. Old Stage. I am so concerned that I'm never going to be able to leave my neighborhood again once all of the construction is done. Yeah. But so even now, before all of these new people move in, and if you want to move to 401 or Old Stage, go check out our friends at Hometown Realty. Um yeah, that if there's one accident, especially it's all, it's all during school traffic, mm-hmm. forget it. You're just look traffic you're sitting viol- there on old stage for traffic for violations, minute. et cetera. I don't know. Ridiculous tickets in downtown Raleigh. WH lawyer. Again, that's WH lawyer. You mentioned that new construction. New construction is key incentives from these home yeah. builders. And that's where hometown realty can help you out. Yeah. Plus with the mortgage rates going down, mm-hmm. so let's keep rooting for those. Um, <laughs> as we've learned in our small business lives. Well, those are all good things that drive the, the world and the economy. Um, as those are going down, there's going to be a frenzy. Mm-hmm. I want to be ahead of the curve, ahead of the frenzy. Um, do yourself a favor. Reach out to Hometown Realty. It's myhtr.com and myhtr.com. They have uh, six locations, more than 250 agents. And yes, they have the right connections to get you into the new construction in our area. So go to myhtr.com. You have a home. You have a car. You need insurance. You want to save money. That's where Matt Davis, State Farm, insuregarner.com. Call him directly at 919-779-8277. Start saving money right now. Matt is a Duke fan, mm-hmm. so we're going to have to help him through some of this these these losses <laughs> and potentially where the, the bright road comes from. So the best thing I can think of is to give them a call. Yeah. Save yourself some money. 
just like our listener Troy did, mm-hmm. more than 40%. Like that's a lot. Can't promise you that, of course. But I can promise you, if you have a conversation with Matt Davis over at State Farm, you're going to put yourself in a path to save yourself some money. And then maybe you can go buy tickets and go watch Duke win or lose, depending on what your worldview is. So in your yellow pads, do you have anything about Tyreek Hill could have been used by the Buffalo Bills? So McCole Hardman comes off that little jet action, runs towards the goal line, fumbles. Yeah. I had two simultaneous thoughts. Mm -hmm. Both included you. Okay. Number one was... Tyreek Hill would have scored on that play. <laughs> they don't need Tyreek Hill. You know who would have scored on that play? Isaiah Pacheco, who was running all over the place. It has nothing to do with Tyreek Hill. It's like Andy Reid. Andy Reid's a great coach. Andy Reid's a great coach, but even the great coaches have moments where they try to get too cute. And that was a too cute moment, yeah. given the the context of the game and how much better Casey was than Buffalo in the, in, in the second half. Give the damn ball to your running back who's been awesome all game long. There, uh, yeah, Pacheco was very good. <laughs> Come Kel- on. Obviously, Travis Kelsey was important in yes. giving this game as well. But I was like, oh, finally, I can. I'm, I, and then I was like, no, I'm not going to tweet it. Mm-hmm. My second thought was, all right, I'm watching it go happen in real time or on Hulu time. And um, he, he, I thought he fumbled. And I was like, you know what? The, the Bills, the sad sack Buffalo Bills, the the star-crossed, always mm-hmm. heartbroken, the shot to the solar plexus Buffalo Bills, they never get a call like this. Mm-hmm. That This will be uh, ruled down, and then you're going to get uh, Mahomes sneak this in, and the game's over. They get the call, and I'm like, Oh my God. And the, well, are the Bills going to do this? Not only did they get that call, which was the right call, by the way. It was. They, coming out. they also had a moment where I don't know how that Josh Allen fumble late mm. ended up in possession for Buffalo. And that's when I thought, well, hell, like, here's my Josh Allen moment. You talk right. about things that you had ready to go. I'm like, well, here's my Josh Allen moment. As great as he is, sometimes he has these just moments where you're like, dude, no, 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 stop it. <laughs> and while the interceptions have been corralled because he's not throwing it as much, he was throwing it a ton in the second half or in the fourth quarter specifically. I thought that fumble was going to be the moment. But instead, they hold on to the ball. I'm like, oh, hell, here we go. And speaking of being on Hulu time. Yeah. I I, I, pro- I did not look on the internet. Mm-hmm. See, Jessica's sitting in one chair. Jackson's sitting in the other chair. I'm on the couch. And I said, oh, no. When he got, when, when, when Bass lined up for the field goal, and I said, oh, no. I said, what number was Scott Norwood? Oh, and then man. I quickly Googled. I'm like, because I'm like, surely the Bills would never issue that, that number the same again? number to a kicker ever again. Yeah. And uh, the, the thing people often confuse with Scott Norwood is they think, oh, it was like this really long kick. It was like, no, it was like 40 some odd yards. It's super makeable. Yeah. As so was Tyler Bass's. Mm-hmm. And so when I Googled it, I'm like, oh, he was number 11. Then I'm like, oh, no, 11. One plus one is two. That's Tyler Bass's number. Is all of this is happening in my head before the guy even lines up for the kick. Yeah. See, I'm an adopted Bills fan. Mm-hmm. I can think like them because of years of, of NC State. You have to say, think. You, you have to think. You like have this. to yes. get down on yes. that level and think. Yes. What could the catastrophe be? Mm-hmm. My personal thought was, oh, they're going to win this game, vanquish the Chiefs, 
only to have maximum pain next week mm-hmm. against the Baltimore Ravens. But no, 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 they, they, they were more clever than I was. I wasn't thinking on that next level. And uh, sure enough. Hey, man, credit, this is the kick. Credit to Jim Nance, who, you know, wide right those two dreaded yeah. words in Buffalo. I'm like, damn, Jim's good. Like, Jim has a moment every so often. You're like, yeah, there's a reason why you're Jim Nance. I, and I'm just a slub doing a this podcast. Is, this is not to uh, to blame Bass. Obviously, that's a makeable 44 no, yard goal. It's not. It's the not on second him. Second and nine play. And credit to Tony Romo, Tony Romo in real time pointed this out as yeah. well. Uh, Sha- Shaker or Shakir. Shakir. Shakir was open in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen just straight up missed him yeah Romo Just said straight up missed him it's interesting Romo said oh you know Josh Allen got hit no he no. didn't get hit he just straight missed him in that and and what bothered me it actually so here's the here's the final drive for the Buffalo Bills and it actually kind of encapsulates why people have very strong opinions about Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills so he has an incredible throw to Stephon Diggs and and he dropped it. the deep shot the yeah. deep shot and even Jim Nance was like, what a throw. I mean, it's a bomb. It looked like, speaking of Tech Mobile, it looked like when you run all the way back to your goal into your into your end zone and then chuck it down the field. That's what Josh Allen looks like. It's incredible. But he dropped the pass. Now, of course, he drops the pass, and I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm not going to feel sorry for Josh Allen because Patrick Mahomes has had an entire season of this. The fact that semi-pack pro Marquez Valdez-Scantling had not one, but two crucial long catches was like, oh, man, everything's coming up Chiefs. Here we go. Until that Hardman fumble, right? So, And then you had a near pick six. You had the fumble that somehow Buffalo recovered. Oh, and then on fourth and three, they did the Andy Reid, Andy Reid. Yes, they did. They went for the motion and back to the motion man, and they got lost in the sauce. And then short to Shakir down the middle, and then rather than trying to get a first down, he gets flushed out of the pocket, and I think Diggs was open in that play, and he tries to throw it to the corner again to Shakir like he did the touchdown. It was a beautiful throw for the touchdown in the corner, not in this particular case, and obviously the wide right. I thought he should have run on third down, and even if you don't pick it up, you then put yourself in position. Yes. You call timeout, you talk about it, and it's a little bit even closer than a 44-yard. That's my thing. It's like Buffalo, when people were starting to get back on the Buffalo Bills bandwagon, and they were like, oh, here we go. It's like, well, hey, who did they beat and how did they beat them? And they weigh, they, they beat bad teams with their third or fourth string quarterbacks, but they also were winning with defense and ball control. And for whatever reason in the fourth quarter, the Buffalo Bills got away from that. And Josh Allen decided to go hero ball mode again and chucking these deep balls when all you needed was you had time. And let's also say that you 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 do you do score with a minute and change left. We've seen this before. The Chiefs have done it with less time. Now, were they a little bit more talented back then? Yes, but this actually gets to my larger problem with the whole Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs discourse, right? Why do we do this thing where we discount Patrick Mahomes? It's like we're waiting for like this gotcha moment. You do this mm-hmm. as though somehow, well, you know, without Tyreek Hill, they won the damn Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill. And now... They're eight and zero in these games, and they're back to another NFC Championship game, do or AFC Championship game. Do I expect them to beat the Baltimore Ravens? I don't know, man, because Lamar Jackson's on a heater right now. But it's this really strange dynamic that people are trying to prove this moment. Like Patrick Mahomes really ain't all that. Really, the guy did everything you could ask him to do in this game. He had a really good game, and you know what Patrick Mahomes does that Josh Allen never seems to do? He never makes mistakes. 
He gets what's there for him. Yeah. It's the layups. Yep. It's the, all right, I'm going to get the first down. I'm not going to try to win the game right here and there. I'm going to make the smart play. So that's the part that kind of drives me wild when we talk about these matchups. And I get there's an element. It's because of this, man. I mean, look look at this guy. It's, did, you, did you see the moment where the Buffalo Bills fan is like crying and he's pulling his knit cap over his eyes? Like people so badly want Buffalo to experience joy. And so it kind of warps how we talk about the Bills. And I know I've taken a lot of grief from listeners about what's your beef with the Bills? Why are you always knocking on the Bills? Or there's two reasons why. One, it's my programming. Growing up as a Dolphin fan. That guy's too young to remember. But that's the life he's living. I know. That life chose him. Okay. (laughs) But this is the other reason why I kind of roll my eyes with Buffalo Bills talk is that we never do this with any other team. Any other team. We, right. s- we sit here and we watch this and we feel bad. You know who's well, been suffering too no, for the, like the last 30 no, years? No, no, no. Different. Cowboys fans have been suffering for the last 30 years. <laughs> yeah. But when that happens to the Cowboys, it's like a national holiday <laughs> to rip the Cowboys. Happens to you, Buffalo and suddenly it's like, oh. Your answer is fair, is very easy. Okay. And that is, and you, you were alive for them. When you see a team go to the Super Bowl four years in a row yeah. and not win and yeah. become a punchline. Yeah. And then, you know, on the heels of that, you have the Sabres losing in the Stanley Cup. Real quick, though. In a, with a disgusting call that should have, you know, a no call that should have saved them. I don't think the Bills should be a punchline for getting to four Super Bowls. No, I know. That's incredible. We're, we're coming around <laughs> to that. That's because the more, incredible. the more teams who lose in the Super Bowl yeah. and the next year absolutely melt down, you're like... It's the, Lebr- like it's the LeBron. Yeah, he went to how many straight finals? I forgot what it was. So that's anyway. what it is. There's there's this empathy. It's also sure. the smallest market. It's also the coldest seemingly place on earth. They literally have nothing else. They have no other titles. You know, they 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 invented wings. They have that. You'll always but honestly. That. <laughs> I mean, but speaking of uh, feeling good for you, feeling feeling good about things, I think everybody agrees that we feel good for Buff uh, for Detroit, right? Oh, Dan Campbell. I mean, how do you? It's a friend of mine. The Swede is a Alliance fan. Yeah. Okay. And so we were sitting there yesterday at lunch, and we were looking up t- the cost of tickets to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, geez. It's like because I was thinking, oh, you can get in eight hundred bucks, nine hundred bucks. No, no. Six grand, I think, was the cheapest ticket. And then I was thinking to myself, oh my God, you realize if it's a Detroit Buffalo Super Bowl, the get in price would be like 20 grand easily because every single person would be like, I'm never going to get this chance this again. Is <laughs> this is it. You guys, you guys are unbelievable, man. I- I'm telling you, we talked about it all, all year. This started a long time ago. You're built for this. You're f- built for this, man. And look what you guys did. You went out there and the what? It's another f-ing hot team that we knocked off. It's the next hot team that you knock off. Do you know how hard it is to win this f-ing league in the playoffs? Yes, sir. Do you understand what you're doing right now? Yes, what we're capable of? That's two. All right. That's two. We got two to go. With a bye in the middle. I'm unbelievably proud of everybody in here, man. Coaches, players, that's a way to mount up, man. That's not a, that's a, that's a difficult team to beat, man. 
All right, I got one game ball. Man, in the game, me and play, Dirk Barnes. So there's our guy, Dan Campbell. All right, he's living life. You trust me to use the controls right now, right? Uh, sure. All right, I want to give you credit because when I love it when people tell me that I was right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I would like just like to say to you, um, in, in another lifetime, when this happened, you were like, you know what? You know what? Because I was like, you know, I think we had that same year, the Nick Sirianni. Yeah. He was like, I play Rochambeau. Right, right. It's like, I, it's I, like, I, it's like I'm, I'm competitive with everything. You rock, paper, scissors. I want to win. Is it. that really? No, what? you don't want. Or like the Jonathan Gannon earlier this right. year. Who took the, the bus? Who, how'd you get here? <laughs> Did anybody take the bus? Like, what? <laughs> Drive here? <laughs> that was from Hard Knocks, at least. So let's go back to Dan Campbell's introductory press conference, where he had quite an analogy for the, the type of personality yeah. that his team was going to adopt. You know, hey, we're going to win this many games. I can't, that, uh, none of that matters, and you guys don't want to hear it anyway. You've had enough of that shit, so excuse my language. All right, here's what I do know, is that this team is going to take on the identity of this city, all right? And the city's been, been down, and it found a way to get up, all right? It's found a way to uh, overcome adversity, all right? And so this team's going to be built on uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth, all right? And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right? And we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down, all right? And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up. And then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before, before long, we're going to be the last one standing. So legend, I I just want to give you credit because in real time when that press conference happened, you were like, "This guy, this is my new favorite coach. This, this is the we're, dude. We're we're biting kneecaps. Hell yeah, man! What does that even get? You? Hell yeah! I don't know. I but, don't know. And I love that. I, I now seeing it, and now that we know some of the results, right? Yes, you're like, we're gonna adopt the personality of this city, that's and that's it. where you're seeing that's it, like a Charles Woodson, mm-hmm. and you're you're seeing other Eminem, obviously, and some yeah. other people who are like. All right, I'm down for this. I'm down with this. You know, when um, there's a reason why they they change their slogans to things like all grit yep. and all that stuff. There are certain, this is why Nick Sirianni, I'm shocked he's still the head coach in Philadelphia, right? Like you have to understand your market. You have to understand what these teams mean to these cities. That's the big reason why the Carolina Panthers have a hard time with traction because what's it to, what's it to the Panthers fans at this point? With Detroit, man, come on. They want this. So credit to Dan Campbell, who's like instilled this identity with the team and it's paid off. Although you mentioned a couple of those names like Eminem and whatnot. I do wonder when we get to the point of who is a distraction and who is not a distraction. Oh, when it comes to the kind of these things, I just want to, I just want to ask a question. I just want to ask a question. Has Tony Dungy chimed in or is, so I'm watching, I'm watching Jason Kelsey shirtless in the box in Buffalo drinking beers. Okay. And by the way, you you can see uh, his wife, Kylie, in the background going, oh, he's doing it again. <laughs> it's like, oh, is he shirtless drinking again? All right. That's my guy. That's my big baby. Anyway, so I'm watching this and I'm thinking to myself, everybody ate this up, ate it up, just could not get enough. It was in my timeline nonstop. I just have a simple question. Is Jason Kelsey taking away from his brother? Is Jason Kelsey there to promote his podcast, New Heights? And his new 
retirement endeavors. I mean, that's kind of it. I mean, how many times do we need to see shots of people in the suite, Joe? I don't know. I mean, all this attention on Jason Kelsey has has me wondering if the Chiefs are going to be able to get through the AFC Championship game they're, against Baltimore. They're clearly distracted. So distracted. I mean, how could you not? It's funny the difference. Travis Kelsey makes heart hands at Taylor Swift, and I could see people go like, here we go. God, oh, no. Taylor Swift. But the minute you got Jason Kelsey shirtless, jumping into the stands, constantly going back to him and all that stuff. Cool. I just, I just need to know so, what is it? What is it a distraction, Joe? Uh, well, Tell me. One, one of us is going to be right. Are we going to get the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? No, we are okay. not because, well, you know, you, you really tell me. shouldn't change your first answer. No, you tell also, me. Also, by the way, yeah. from the weekend, you, all right, I feel like I have to explain to you when, because, you know, back when I would pick the NCAA bracket, like you have to come up with a story for the bracket. Sure. Right. And you have to commit to the bit, as you know, from your, from your previous experiences. Mm-hmm. Do you know the one thing you got wrong in your, in, in your whole Aaron Rodgers what, saga? What did I get wrong in my saga? When you commit to the bit, Joe, you have to go all the way. Yeah. So the one part you left out was, oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is going to fail spectacularly with the New York Jets. And, and not only that, the Packers are going to be better without him. Because the oh, Green I, Bay, made, I made that joke. The Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I made that the joke. Green Bay Packers. No, that wasn't a joke. You got to go full. It's not a joke. Oh, like, the Packers okay. were legitimately better without him this year. They were. Because, you know why? Because Jordan Love was like, oh, I will practice with these young receivers. Huh. Oh, I will huh. go to training camp with oh, these young mean, I will put the work in with these young receivers. You mean the coach has a system and I should stick to it yes. rather than freelancing? Yes. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the, no, no, no. no. Trust green, me. The pack- these are things that I jotted down for all of next year because the Green Bay Packers are going to be the hot team along with the Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud. But the way Jordan Love came on late and to your point about the Aaron Rodgers stuff, People are going to bring that up to stick it to Aaron Rodgers because Rodgers is going to be old, busted on a Jets team that doesn't work. Here's here's why I'm wondering if I should stick to the bit about the Chiefs and the Niners in the Super Bowl. Now, originally, I said Chiefs and Eagles rematch, but I got that wrong. You're familiar with the color scheme conspiracy, right? Correct. So the Bengals and the Rams, uh, Super Bowl LVI, the color scheme was mostly red and yellow. There you go. There's your color scheme. Bengals or orangey red and yellow. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, this was his conspiracy. It's theory, not right? here real quick. Not his. It's he just glommed onto yeah, it. It's not his conspiracy. Okay. Aaron Rodgers opened up social media one day, saw this, and he's like, that's it. Whoa, mind blown. This has been making the rounds for a while. Okay. And of course, you had the Eagles and the Chiefs. Again, color scheme situation with Super Bowl LVII. And you saw the red in there for the Chiefs. You see the green in there for the Eagles. So the new, this upcoming Super Bowl in Vegas has a color scheme that is mostly red and purple. So here's the question. Oh, who's buying it? Who's, well, and also is the, (laughs) because the red could be the Chiefs. The red could be the Chiefs. But then what about the purple? It's kind of like the Lions bleed. But as you see the, as you see the gradient, you could make the argument that. There's a little bit of blue in there, right? So, what color is it going to be, Joe? Also, the, the the trophy is silver. Yeah, lions are silver. What? Why? What could it be? No, I I, I do. It's think... one of the biggest crimes of this century, by the way. Which is what the elimination of the Super Bowl logo. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I the personalized it's custom city logos. 
I, I have the I have the posters on my wall. I've had a poster on my wall since Super Bowl twenty. Um, I, I it's it's an upsetting thing to me that we no longer get like what do you th- and I I hope there's an alternate universe out there where someone has been designing the logos. Like what would the Vegas logo be? Is it a slot machine? Uh, Is it a giant sports book? I think it would be a giant chip or just a variation on the Welcome to Las Vegas sign. That's typically what people do. Yeah. It would be a variation on that. You know what upset, upset, uh, what is upsetting to me? Um, not saving money. No. The Brock Purdy discourse continues. Oh, God. I Okay. So <laughs> full, I'm sorry. I have to do it. I'm sorry. I have to do it. I'm tired, man. I'm sorry. I, I have tired. to do it, but I'm going to do it. Okay. And I'm sorry. It has to be framed this way. Yeah. I have multiple tickets that help me. If the San Francisco 49ers make the Super Bowl, I have one ticket in particular that helps me if the 49ers win the Super Bowl. Okay. I, I gave up on the 49ers winning the Super Bowl after watching the Ravens game. Okay. Sure. But I was not prepared on Saturday night to watch them be down to the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm watching this game. I'm watching Brock Purdy, Kyle Shanahan, depending on uh, your, your taste of flavor here is either the, best play caller in the NFL or the second best play caller in the NFL. Yeah. Okay. He's certainly well, we saw the recipe that Debo Samuel goes out with a shoulder injury. The offense does what we saw in the middle of the year, but he, he's where they're missing in the top pieces, three, yeah. right? But it need, you need those guys to keep it going, right? The offense got gummed up. I'm, Shocker. I'm watching this game and I'm going again, this, th- these are reasons I get upset. Yes. I have a financial stake in mm-hmm. this. But what I get upset at is when people are like, you don't know anything about football. Here's what I know about football. Christian McCaffrey needs to touch the football. Yes. Brock Purdy is not the reason you win football games. So while you're trailing in this football game, it is not time. Now, it's not a two-score game. So it's definitely not time to drop back and say, Brock Purdy, Take a bunch of deep shots. Brock Purdy, see if you can shoehorn this uh, deep dig no. into between three defenders. It is time to run the football with Christian McCaffrey. It is time to play action and make the defense. Res- this, these are all Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan staples. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. Die with your fastball. This is confusing. I'm watching this game. I literally I had to leave the room. I couldn't watch it. I, I leave the room and lo and behold, Christian McCaffrey scores a touchdown. And I'm like, I, why don't I make $12 million a year coaching football? Right. I could do it. But we have this zero sum discussion with Brock Purdy. And Brock Purdy they, was bad in this football game. He was bad in this football in, in, game in until, he, that, until he wasn't. Until in the sense that don't. Yeah. I've, I've said this about Tom Brady. I've said this about whoever you think is the greatest quarterback mm-hmm. in history. When you go in the shotgun and say, hey, we're throwing the football, mm-hmm. guess what's really easy to do? Pressure the guy and or drop enough guys in coverage where you're like, okay, now make a superhuman throw. Mm-hmm. That ain't Brock Purdy. That ain't Brock Purdy. And even if it's Tom Brady, you're going, it better be Gronk. It better be Randy Moss. Well, that's where the <laughs> Niners get by. I mean, that's what the Niners have. They have Kittle. They have CMC. They Well, they should have Debo Samuel. That's the point. 
Ayuk um, was a little bit out to lunch in this game. A little bit, a little bit. But that's that, and we're left with this quarterback group of Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Jared Goff, who's a great story, and then of course you've got the Brock Purdy conundrum. And it's this weird zero sum conversation that we have. It's like either Brock Purdy is a Hall of Famer or he's a bust, or maybe just hear me out. He's okay. He is okay. And we've seen enough out of Kyle Shanahan's system that you can plug in a lot of guys and get very similar results. All right. So is he is he the reason why you're winning football games? No, he is not. The reason why they're winning football games, to your point, is because of guys like Christian McCaffrey, guys like Debo Samuel or Kittle or Greg Kittle, depending on who you ask in certain situations. But I am not because of the way the game ended. It was like, see, there's the game winning drive, which ended how, Joe? With a McCaffrey touchdown. Exactly. That's ultimately what matters. <laughs> love the remix. You do love the remix. Uh, I love stuff from Homefield. Go check them out. Homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code OG23. I know a lot of folks have been uh, telling me that they've been using that promo code. We've had some Michigan fans buying stuff off of that. We've had some friends passing out like, hey, if you're going to buy anything off Homefield, use OG23. So we appreciate the referrals. And uh, if you are in the middle of your basketball you know, basketball mode, you're looking at net, you're looking at Ken Palm all the time. They got great <laughs> basketball shirts. You're gonna, you, you can't wait for a Patrick Stevens appearance on a Wednesday to get super nerdy with it. Go buy something at Homefield right now. What are you laughing at? I don't know who's studying Ken Palm and being like, you know what? Kentucky bomber jacket. I need that's what I, need. I have to put I have to put myself in the right mindset. You know? You see, you see, this is the mindset you need. You need to have that Dan Hurley mindset. They beat, I think they beat Villanova yesterday, mm-hmm. and he had the, I don't know, the ACC catch and strays. Uh, it was a lot for Jalen, it was a lot to solve up. Um, you know, again, this these are not like SEC or ACC type of games either where, you know, this is a manhood test every time you step on the court in the Big East. It's, uh, you know, it's UFC type shit, and it's like steel cage, and, um, you know, you can throw, you know, it's elbows, it's jiu-jitsu, it's, it's, it's uh, Muay Thai, it's everything, and it, it's tough. Not that weak-ass ACC which we'll get to in a second, by the way. Anyway, go to homefieldapparel.com. You don't want wheat coffee, right? You no. You want serious coffee. I want the good stuff. You go to Breeze Through. You get the good high-test gasoline, and you get that high-test coffee. That's what it's all about. Snacks, drinks, coffee, beer. What, what else is there in life? Gas. Can't ask for much more than that. I went to Butcher's Market yesterday, and I was being lazy. Mm-hmm. So I went and got the chicken meatballs. Ooh, yeah, chicken meatballs. I didn't know that was a thing. Prepared meals, sitting there, grab that, stick it in the oven for an hour and a half. Chicken meatballs. Put that, the sauce is amazing, by the way. So chicken meatballs, nice and garlicky. I feel like you're the more, yeah, you're the more adventurous one when it comes to the prepared meals. Yes, because I'm lazy. And I'm like, okay, I I can't walk by the signature steak tips and be like, I'm not going to get that. Sometimes it's as simple as that, man. Or get a steak sandwich. By the way, speaking of the butcher's market, Mm -hmm. we will be there on Thursday for OG Live. Also get excited. We will be inside. (laughs) The new Lake Boone location will be there. Two o'clock Thursday. Come out and see us at the butcher's market over at Lake Boone Shopping Center. Speaking of things being a man's game. 
got to man up. I'm starting to worry. I'm starting to worry about Duke. Mm. I did not like. I did not like what I saw at Cameron Indoor on Saturday night. I mean, I enjoyed the Blake Hinson show in the second half. I, I need. I need to get whatever it is he had at halftime and give it to you for some sleepier mornings. Like on a like a. Every, it's easy to podcast on a Monday, yeah, right? Everybody can do it on a Monday. I need to give that to you on a Wednesday. Okay. Get you all super, super fired up. So context here for Duke. They did not have Mark Mitchell for another game. Jeremy Roach also not available in this game. But I don't think that's the ultimate reason why they lost. They lost because Pitt came out, dotted him in the eye. And Duke's response was, okay. And after the game, John Shire, very calm, very cool. Remember the breathing techniques, all that kind of stuff. This is probably the most heated I have seen John Shire. After. I want to apologize to our fans too, by the way. You know, what happened at the end, and that can't happen. And uh, that's on us, and uh, that's unacceptable. So for us, we have to uh, uh, watch the game, learn from it, uh, Move on quickly. We go on the road in in day and a half, and uh, and learn from it. You know because uh, that wasn't that's not okay with me. What happened tonight? Tonight they out rebounded us. You know, and in the game up there we out rebounded them. And a lot of it, I think, rebounding a lot a lot of the time comes down to will and mindset. And we didn't have that. And uh, but we're gonna have it. And, and we've shown it throughout. But we need to have it consistently. That has to become who we are regardless who's in the lineup or who's not. And again, I just want to apologize to our fans one more time. That, that was not okay then. That's on us. We're going to fix it. We're going to get better. And uh, our crowd's been terrific. They got to keep going that way, keep supporting these guys. Um, and uh, we'll get back to it tomorrow. All right. So that was John Shire after the game. What he was referring to is what was not acceptable was the fact that Blake Henson jumped up on the media table and was engaging with the Cameron crazies and the Cameron crazies were, I didn't see any double birds, a lot of single birds. I still, I have not seen an email from the ACC. If there's a reprimand for the Cameron crazies for all the birds that were thrown. We'll get back to that in a little bit. I, I did want to address what John Shire was talking about. And he did make reference to the fact that it doesn't matter who we're missing. And I have a, this is where Kyle Filipowski and my questions about him come to the forefront. Okay. That's fair. Because oftentimes when you're watching ACC basketball, the broadcast will always tell you about, oh, ACC players of the year. RJ Davis is in contention. And Kyle Filipowski is one of the best players in the ACC. I don't think anybody doubts that. If I told you that Kyle Filipowski had 19 points in that game, would you believe me? That's a quiet 19 points. And that's been my biggest issue with Duke so far. Kyle Filipowski has been quiet as somebody who is positioned as one of the best players in the ACC. He has been quiet as a guy you have called the bus driver. Yeah. You can't be the bus driver when you need Mark Mitchell alongside you to make you go. You can't be the bus driver when last year things truly got unlocked when Derek Lively started mm-hmm. to become A, healthy, B, active and understood. Well, Proctor too last year. Proctor came on as well. Jeremy Roach kind of has that. Jeremy Roach has that toughness in him too. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, that was my takeaway from the way John Shire reacted to the loss on Saturday night at Cameron Indoor Stadium. According to Ken Palm, the length of the game was two hours and 21 minutes. Dude, how long 
Dude. was the replay. Dude, I was sitting to there. To determine whose ball it was. I mean, that was a I true was, back and to the left moment that as, we had. As I was sitting there waiting for this to unfold, I thought to myself, am I going to get back in time to watch the end of the San Francisco 49ers Green Bay Packers? And I, I was not. I actually listened to that game on the drive back and heard the final play for you know McCaffrey, McCaffrey winning and things like that. That should not take that long. That that's its own separate and you know conversation about college basketball and what's wrong with college basketball. This last two minute stuff going to the monitor. I mean, hell, when I went to uh, when I went to the UNC Louisville game, like there should be a rule in the amount of monitor visits you get in the first half alone. Like, what are we doing, man? Jamie Lucky was constantly going to the monitor. You make me go to sleep, man. Enough of that crap. But Duke, I'm not saying. Duke is a fraud. I'm simply saying that Duke is has to have a very specific lineup on the floor to function. I was going to say, why are we trying to draw conclusions from Duke without two starters? I'm drawing the conclusion on one player specifically and Kyle Filipowski having to elevate. Now he did tweak his ankle in that game, but I think there's more of, there's more of a consistency that I've seen at a Kyle or lack of consistency that I've seen at a Kyle Filipowski that would give me pause. Sure. Give me pause to get behind Duke. Carolina's gonna Carolina's gonna kick their ass, by the way. Carolina's gonna kick their ass on the third. I'm telling you right now. Those will be interesting games mm-hmm. to see how far Duke can come. Yep. Because those are the moments that usually those younger players, that's usually when their season starts. They're like, oh, whoa. Light bulb goes yes, on. This was the game I because they all visit during that game. Hey, right, man, McCain, and it becomes McCain hey, and Foster. Whoa. McCain and Foster have been very productive. I've I have liked I have liked them I, and how they've been yeah. used. I, I just want to take a second here to give Pitt some credit because mm-hmm. they were an old team last year, and I think you and I both enjoyed seeing um, Jeff Capel have the success that they had last year, and he, he kind of stave off some of the you know keep his job. Yeah, and I think. You know, it's a difficult situation the, where that program was when he went, when he got there. But they they got their ass kicked by Duke uh, on the ninth. They did. And I think with Jeff coming back to Duke, it's always going to be difficult for him. That's the first time Pitt's won there since 1979. Yeah. Well, they've only played there since 13, really. Still. So, um, I think it's always going to be difficult for him. You know, there's probably a sense to him that that should have been his job. Mm-hmm. Right. I think whatever, however great his relationship is with John, there's, there's going to be some friction or some jealousy there. Right. Because you feel like in Jeff's case in particular, Mike Krzyzewski's recruiting success in his last act really started when cable came back. Yes. So I I think Jeff doesn't get as much credit as he should for Mike's last kind of power run there. And then you get your ass kicked, right? The, the previous week. This is a young team. This pit team. They've been struggling. Uh, they're two and they're, they were one in five in the league. But you look at their losses: Carolina, Duke, two to Syracuse. Okay, fine. Um, young team. They go there, and you know what? They figured some things out because hey, yeah, I'm tired of getting my ass kicked. Made a bunch of threes in this game, by yeah, the way. Blake Hinson was perfect in the second half. Yeah. And he Lowe, was, he was where, John. Nobody knows where Jalen Lowe this, came but from. But this is another, this is another, <laughs> again, this is yet another indictment on Duke and how they went about that game. And again, going at 
Henson and that starts four, with Jeff. Henson had four fouls. Yeah. Four but freaking I'm saying, fouls. I'm saying Go at him. The attitude for them to come back to the triangle, yeah. whether it's Carolina or Duke, and yeah. say, we're going to push you around, that starts with Jeff. Sure. And I I, I think it's important not to overlook. Like, okay, yeah, Duke's missing two so stars. So why does, why does Pitt continue to be the team in the triangle that gets the other team locally to question their own Jeff fortitude. It's, it's, it's his attitude. It's, yeah. it's, you know, like we've seen this how many times in, in college football in mm-hmm. the triangle, Dave Lo- Doran loves to play Carolina. Chuck Amato loved to play Florida state. Certain coaches love to play certain other teams. Oh, totally. You totally. know, and, and Jeff's always going to relish that. So I just, I just wanted to give him credit for having his team who's been going through it this yes. year and literally just lost to Duke by 22 points at mm-hmm. home um, 13 days ago. So to come back here and play the way that they did, shoot the way that they did. This has not been a good shooting team. I've noticed a uh, I've noticed a trend on today's show. You are you're looking for the bright side of life. You're trying to I'm, be even keel today. I am not. I came in I, on a, I came in on no, a Monday ready to be like, what's your problem? What's your problem? Why can't you I get just, this right? I just don't think these other teams are that bad. You know, to your one of your great points. Give yourself some credit here. You said in college basketball now. Teams are going to figure out who they are oh, late. in January. Late, but that wasn't, suppo- that wasn't supposed to be Duke's problem. No, I'm talking about Pitt. Oh, sure. I'm talking about Pitt. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, sure. They they lost some old... Oh, yeah. They lost like six-year yeah, guys having, who took them to the tournament, and now they're getting these younger guys yeah. who are starting to figure something out. Henson playing the game. We're, that having, we're having two separate conversations when it comes to this sort of thing. You're looking at it to your to what you're saying about Pitt, yes, we have to be very careful how we talk about certain teams as the, as the college basketball season rolls along. But we also get better. We all, but we also have to be honest about where we thought teams like Duke were. Sure. And yes, they are missing two key players, but that doesn't explain how they don't get a rebound for the first 18 minutes of the first half. Like I, as I'm watching this game unfold, and I'm right, watching John, I'm watching John Shire. You're absolutely talk. right. That's on Filipowski. I'm watching John Shire's post game press conference. I'm thinking to myself. Again, we have to. I have to get out of this mindset. I'm thinking, man, Coach K would have had all of their gear on <laughs> at center court right. after a game like that. You don't rebound. Lock them out of the locker room. Yeah. Like that would have been a classic. Take off all your Nike gear. You don't get any of it. Got to earn it. Like all all the MFN and all that other stuff that would happen with my shifts. But that's not John. And John knows he's not that. He's not trying to be that. Which is why I find it interesting when it shows, because there was a knock on John Shire last year that he was almost too nice. And you saw that after the Virginia game where he tried, he let it out. Remember the, the, the yeah. what was going on with the foul? Was it a foul? Was it not? Were they jobbed, et cetera? They used that as a jumping off point. And then you saw how the rest of the season turned about. I'm going to be really curious to see if this is another one of these. Cal Filipowski's toughness has been questioned again. Will he find a way to shut people up, including me? Because I didn't like what I saw on Saturday night. At Cameron Indoor Stadium. I did not like that at all. And my first reaction is, and I'll stick with it, is man, Carolina, they're going to welcome Carolina, or they're going to welcome Duke at the Smith Center on February 3rd. And I think they're going to be locked in. That's that's one of those, okay, you got us last year. It was the the season we don't want to talk about. Now the role reverses and people are going to be mad at Shire for how that turns out. Just, you know, the rivalry continues. Every time we talk about college basketball, it's brought to you by Wings Over. Check them out. Wings Over Raleigh, Wings Over Chapel Hill, Wings Over Greenville. Big, serious, meaty wings. No fooling around. Just really great wings with a variety of sauces. 
and you can order online. They'll have it ready for you when you want it. Low key, tots are great. Tots, fries. Yeah, but it's just wings, man. Gotta know what you're good at. Die with your fastball. Mm-hmm. So Get the good stuff. Also, Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority. We thank them for sponsoring Ovias and Julio. Check them out, bugsbite.com. You can bundle. Start thinking about your spring and summer plans. I know it's super, super cold right now. You're not thinking about hanging out outside, but pretty soon you will be. And Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority can help you bundle and save. Their mosquito service is great. I use it. And of course, their pest, uh, you know, quarterly service, monthly service, et cetera. They can do that for you as well. No contracts, which is key from bugsbite.com. Go to bugsbite.com, figure out ways that you can bundle and save, way to protect your home. Uh, This time of the year in particular, that moisture under your house. If, If you are starting to think about potentially moving you cannot have any mold or, or mildew issues. Mm-hmm. Those will be deal breakers if you're trying to do something like that. So protect your home. Save yourself some money in the process. It's bugsbite.com. Let's get out of here on some Hey Joe questions. Oakwood Pizza Box. Check them out. Oakwoodpizzabox.com. I went to Oakwood Pizza Box on Saturday. I was very smart. I was hanging out at Standard. Had a couple beers with, uh, with our friends. And then I was like, all right, let's just go ahead. Put the order in. We'll pick it up at 545. And then head on home and enjoy and watch some football. And, you know, before I went off to what to do for basketball. Meatball, onion, pepper on the square. That's my move. It's even better the next day. Mm -hmm. Cold pizza with coffee. Good Mm. stuff. May I suggest you do that. Let's go to the internet, shall we? Let's go to the internets, the dark webs. Oh, Actually, before we go, did you see the collage that our guy Ross Martin put together? I did. It was great. The collection of all the birds uh, at, at, at Blake Hinson. The big dog. I loved that. I absolutely loved everything about that. All right. Let's go to, let's see, from David. Hey, Ovias, I was sitting right behind you before the game today. This was the state game. I was trying to get your attention to say hello, but you were too engrossed in your phone <laughs> to look around. I just wanted that to tell tracks. you that I enjoy your podcast. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Yeah, that tracks. Tracks. That tracks. Who oh, are you proud of me? What? What did Speaking you do? Which, <laughs> what did you do? Because when we go to these games, oh, you, you yeah. often lament that there are uh, people who are the older, 50s, 60s set who will stop us and say, hey, yeah, really miss you. And then you, you're like trying to explain them how to like launch the nuclear code. Mm-hmm. But now all you got to do, because look, I put it on the back of my credential. Careful with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's <laughs> it's nothing. So I put it's not a Super Bowl credential. I so put it's the fine. QR code, our QR code. OK. On the back of the credential. So hold up. You're telling me that. Uh, so the next the time pe- somebody stops you us, think you think me trying to explain, oh, just look up our last names on a podcast platform is like launching the nuclear codes. <laughs> Once yet again, telling them, hey, scan, scan these blocks. I mean, okay, I'm a problem solver. All right, I did on our our Canes credential too. Okay, uh, from Mr. Marshall, something very NC State-ish about that Bills yes. loss. Yes, it's yes. all about us Pack fans. If you're the Bills, when are you going to beat Kansas City? You had the weakest KC team in years in your house. Finally, and you still lost. Could see the bills spiraling from this. Bills do have about $45 million in cap they have to account for. But as you know, the salary cap is not real. And they'll find a way to make that work. Just saying. Just saying. I'm sure the bills would love to be healthy. I think that's a Milano. Well, you, yeah, I mean, if you look at their... Like defensively, they're, they're defensively, missing somebody every yeah. year now. Def- well, they were defensively, they were missing a ton of people in this uh, in this last game. From Flair, at least NC State has the best fake name announcement game. Do you see this? <laughs> no. Yeah. 
This uh, they were celebrating birthdays at uh, PNC on Saturday for the Virginia Tech game. You had Allison Lee Branch, happy birthday, Allison Lee Branch. Andy Turner, happy birthday, Andy. Barry Mycockiner, hey, happy birthday, Barry. Wait, what? <laughs> As some NC State fans pointed out, that person clearly lived on the Wolf Web 20 years ago, which does the school close. Yes. Yes. When the Wolf uh, Web got a hold of the entries for News 14 and started putting up all sorts of ridiculousness uh, out there. The Freebird. It's Geek free! Day at NC State, a.k.a. Star Wars Day. Is this stuff really necessary? Brett, are your tweets necessary? Look, I'm just impressed, Brett. I'm just impressed Brett was on the Wi-Fi to make that tweet I was work. Say, we, we had such a great moment. No, Brett, <laughs> Brett, I was, Brett and I were, were giving each other shit <laughs> at the game for that kind of stuff. I, look, man, I, I just appreciated the Darth Vader that had a dad bod. <laughs> they brought a Darth Vader out on Saturday. And I was like, is that me in a Darth Vader costume? He was not very tall. He was a little, uh, a little thick. Thick, thick Vader, right? And lastly, from Brooks, I've always wondered how radio shows figured out ratings, listener numbers. Obviously, podcasts have downloads, clicks, likes, etc. I've always wondered how radio stations figured out stats for radio shows. Uh, quick answer is that radio show ratings are very, very similar to TV show ratings in that there's a company, Nielsen, that hands out uh, essentially what amounts to a, a beeper. They look like a beeper. And there's a there's an inaudible tone that every radio station has that the beeper picks up on. And based on your listening in the car, at home, at an arena, et cetera, that's how they then use their super special, you know, math, their algorithm, their equations to tell you what a rating is. And of course the rating that matters is the share, i.e. the amount of radios, the share of radios that are listening to you at any given time. Although I would say that when it comes to all these things, when it comes to ratings, ratings matter until they don't. And that is a life lesson, kids. That's going to wrap it up for today's show. We will see you tomorrow as we have more ACC, FSU, and potentially North Carolina NC State drama. We've got Jordan Cornette's joining us tomorrow. On Cornette's going to hang out with us, going to talk some hoops with Cornette, now with the CW. And then, yeah, we're going to talk to Andrew Carter tomorrow as well from the News and Observer because uh, there are some moving pieces when it comes to the ACC and what it all means. Can't wait. We'll see you then. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.